Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your family, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Now for me, it's such a deep-seated feeling that like the next time that I open myself up, it's going to have to be pretty legit because Mm -hmm. like I'm I'm not messing around anymore, quite literally. And so for someone who's in a place where they're like, I know what I'm doing just isn't making me feel good. What would you say to them? I think it's getting real with yourself and coming from a non-judgmental place because like you're saying it's I think sometimes when people talk about not participating in hookup culture all this stuff it can feel really condescending and really cause guilt to happen I will say I think it's just asking yourself why am I doing this genuinely asking yourself why am I doing this getting so real with yourself about it because I think a lot of times we make decisions subconsciously and a lot of factors go into the decisions we make Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to your back to the show. Thank you so much for clicking on this episode. I hope that you're having a great week so far. I guess it's like the end of the week already, which is fine too. But I am personally um, just dragging this week for some, well, I know the reason. Well, there's two reasons actually. First off, I just got back from a wild two weeks on the West Coast. I was in California and then I was in Colorado for a little bit and I am exhausted. Um, I am a very introverted person and so I recharge best when I'm alone and that was two weeks straight of minus like when I was at podcast movement the conference when I went back to my hotel room but that was two weeks straight of being with people and this introvert cannot handle that (laughs) and so I have been in like full recovery mode when I got home on when was it Friday afternoon? Can't believe I've, I've already been back for five days, but I feel I still feel so out of whack. I don't know why trips do that to me. 
like can someone explain the science behind why trips are so exhausting i i have yet to figure it out um and then on top of all of that i'm about to start my period like i'm due any day now and so i just know that like that's such a low energy time for me and then on top of that just being exhausted from the trip so i've literally slept until like an embarrassing time to sleep into every single day um since i've been back but you know what i'm just like letting myself ease back into my routine and my you know my life and stuff i don't know why i'm just like i'm so out of whack it's weird because i didn't do anything like too crazy like i didn't stay up too late every single night i wasn't I don't know. Anyway, hopefully I'll get back to normal soon, but that's kind of how my week is going. Um, I hope that you guys are doing well. I know a lot of you listening probably just went back to school and you're trying to kind of fall into your routine too. I just, I feel like late August, early September, everyone's trying to just figure it out. If you're in the midst of just trying to figure it out, if you're in the midst of just trying to make something work, know that you're not alone. Know that literally everyone is trying to figure it out and that's okay and you're going to be okay. Callie Jardine is on the podcast for this episode. We're talking about hookup culture. We're talking about our college experiences in hookup culture and just how that's changed over time. And first and foremost, I want to say this is definitely a touchy topic. Like it's something that, you know, if you were to play this episode for me six or seven months ago, I would have turned it off. I would have been like, what are you talking about? Like, this is insane. I talk about it a little bit in this episode, but I've just really been getting back into my faith. It's just been something that's been really important to me over the past couple months, just as I kind of navigate what's important to me and what I need to do more of versus less of. And so this entire episode is very much just a conversation that I think I needed to have and a conversation that I think is worth sharing. So Callie Jardine is on, well, she's Callie Gwali now because she's married, but um, she's on the podcast today. She's been on the podcast before. Callie hosts Healthy But Human, and we were at Podcast Movement together, and it was just such a crazy way of how we connected. Um, she was at the conference, and I was going to be a speaker at the conference. Or I was was a speaker at the conference, and she actually saw that my name was on the schedule, and she texted me, and she was like, oh my gosh, are you going to be here? And I was like, are you going to be a podcast movement? And she was like, yeah, I'm here right now. And I was like, no way, I'm hopping on the plane. Like, I'll see you there kind of thing. And it was just so crazy how we connected, and we got coffee in the morning, and it was just super cool to have a familiar face there that very, very quickly became one of my best friends. So Callie, thank you so much for hanging out with me for the entire conference. Thanks for being such a big cheerleader before I went on stage for my talk. And it was just so cool to just sit and chat with her about so many different things. We literally just parked it on the floor of the um, conference center and just talked about faith. And that was really cool. Both of us being there was a very cool thing. And we knew that we kind of vibed when we recorded a podcast together before. And we had kind of, you know, tentatively made plans to meet up in real life. Um, but then we were just brought together um, by coincidence. And it just, it was awesome. So we had a little bit of extra time on Thursday afternoon and we both recorded podcast episodes for our respective podcasts. So you guys should definitely go listen to my episode on Callie's podcast, Healthy But Human. We share some funny stories um, and do like a little bit of a Q&A too. So definitely go listen to that episode. Um, and then Callie obviously is on mine today and we're talking all about hookup culture, sex, all the things. This is stuff that I never, I mean, I've considered talking about this stuff on the show before, but I have definitely been timid about it. Um, but like I said, it's just been on my heart a lot lately to talk about this stuff or just, you know, to look at my own life 
when it comes to hookup culture and sex and all that. Callie's just such a great person to have this conversation with. So I'm glad that she is on the show today. And I think that you guys will really like it. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Callie, welcome to 8020. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for being here. For those of you who don't know Callie or don't know you, um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi guys, I'm Callie. I have a unimplied studio called Sweaty Studio and a podcast called Healthy But Human. It's really similar to 8020. We talk about all things lifestyle in your early 20s, navigating wellness, navigating faith, all the things. So that's we did a little swap too so you can go listen to the other episode yeah we just this one we just finished recording for Callie's podcast and it was such a good episode we talked about digestion gut health and then like some college questions at the end it was very just like a natural like just like a girl talk combo so some it was like embarrassing so fun. poop stories yeah some, <laughs> some embarrassing stories um and we're actually recording live at podcast movement in Denver which is super super cool yeah we became IRL friends like two days ago, which is crazy because I feel like we're already such good friends. I know. I feel like I've like known you forever. We I literally, we, within like two hours of meeting each other, we were sitting on the floor of the convention center, literally talking about God and faith and like waiting till marriage to have realm. sex, the spiritual realm, like the book of Acts. Like we literally, all of a sudden we were just like, we went there. So people were turning their heads or like, what are these girls Like Hallie's over here about? talking about like uh, breaking soul ties. And then some, <laughs> I watched some guy walk by and like, look at us. And then he just like looked back at his friend and then he looked, and I, I wanted to invite him to sit down. <laughs> Do you want to learn how to break your soul ties, buddy? Have a seat. We're actually hosting a new breakout session. We're talking about deliverance today. Yeah, no. And, but it was just one of these like, just absolute God things where, you know, I was invited to come to podcast movement three weeks ago and I was invited to speak and you text. I was kind of nervous because I was coming by myself. Like I wanted my sister and my mom to come too. And my mom actually said to me, um, you should probably just go by yourself because you can just like make friends and just like see where the, when you, where the conference takes you. Mm. I was like, okay. And then you texted me on Monday and or was it I, Sunday, Monday of this week? And you were like, no way you're going to be here. And I was like, because I was scrolling through. So I was an attendee and I was scrolling through the speakers who were going to be there. And I see Lily's name and I'm like, you're joking. Yeah. We'd recorded an episode before. So I knew you virtually, like we we're podcast friends. And I remember we were like, oh my gosh, we like need to meet followed each other. Yeah. yeah. And it just really worked out. I was freaking out. I was like, no way you're gonna be here and you're like I'm about to get on a plane yeah and I was like okay well I'll see you there <laughs> and then we just met up and it's just been the coolest thing to just like share this experience with you and you know have you there you know for my breakout session and she it killed just, it by the way everyone she's a great you. speaker thank you in so person much. too thank you and we just have a lot of the same goals and a lot of the same aspirations and so it's just really really cool to like actually connect in person and like share this experience because we both learned so much this week and we can, you know, we've bouncing ideas off mm -hmm. of each other. And, um, you know, Callie and I have kind of had a little, what would you call it? Like a, a brainstorm. Oh yeah. We've been mega brainstorming together. Mega brainstorming, um, about a potential in-person situation going on sometime in the fall. So an in-person thing, an in-person <laughs> thing. It could be really fun. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. So if you don't follow Callie, if you don't follow me, you guys definitely should, um, just to, to loop yourself in and be in the know. Okay. So we're going to talk about relationships, dating in college. It's back to school season. And a big thing for me as a college freshman was that I got into a relationship right away. And talking to you, Callie, 
you have a very similar story. We were at lunch today and I don't know how this came up. I think, no, we we're talking about the podcast. We're like, what are we going to talk about today? And I, we're talking about, the, we're looking at the questions that people sent in and a lot of them were about relationships. I was like, yeah, I got in a relationship after like one month of college and dated the person for four years. And I feel like I have a lot of stuff to talk about because I mean, I'm not dating that person anymore. No, you're definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually married to no. someone else. But you're you're in John's love story so cute. And it's one of those situations where, or just from what I've heard and from how I've seen you guys interact with each other, you guys are like literally made for each other. Mm. And it's just, it's cool to see that like, like your love story truly does matter, you know? And mm. I don't think... I don't know. It's, it's weird. Like thinking about to like college me and granted the guy that I dated was great. You know, you know, we had some great times. We were good for each other at the time, but one big thing that I wish I did more in college was spend more time focusing on being friends with people first. Oh, same. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, if I could go back and give myself a piece of advice, I would just say like, just focus on yourself and your friends and don't like rush into a relationship because there's really no need to. Absolutely. And I'm the type of person that I've always been a serial dater. I've always wanted to be in a relationship. I'm a lover. I want to have a strong, just bond with someone. I'm not into the hookup culture. I've never really been. So I definitely found myself just jumping into relationships really fast without truly knowing the person first. And it led to a lot of confusion and just pain down the line and especially with the person I dated in college I mean he was a really nice person but we weren't meant for each other and I had that feeling for a while that there was I just knew there was something not not quite there and we talked about this a little bit you and really how like when a relationship starts with hookups first it can cloud judgment and so I definitely experienced that and I lost a lot of my friends because I was the girl that was always with her boyfriend and I definitely lost my friend group and so I look back and I'm like oh Callie if only I could just tell you don't hop in a relationship so fast okay I would love to talk more about starting with hooking up first Mm -hmm, let's do it (laughs) because this is kind of the main formula for relationships nowadays and I'm guilty of it no doubt about it um and I don't know what's what's kind of your your take on it or your perspective I guess maybe your perspective at the time and then versus your perspective now yeah so I definitely struggled a lot with low self-esteem when I was in high school and college. And I remember just kind of thinking like, so my first boyfriend is the person I lost my virginity to. And I remember thinking that like, I was going to save myself to marriage. Like that was something that was actually really important to me. And sex was always really important to me. I was like, I don't want to have sex with someone I'm not super close to. And I remember thinking in that relationship, I was like, I want this guy to like me and to stay with me. And so I would, I low-key push myself out of my comfort zone because I wanted to keep him in my life and I wanted him to like me. And I think that relationship led me to have this false belief that guys only would truly stick around and like me if I was giving them physical love in return for whatever. So this was something I think the well my relationship with john john's my husband now was the probably one of my only relationships where it started with a friendship first most of them started with a hookup and i'm not going to say that hookup first will lead to your relationship failing because i do know people who their relationship started with that timeline and they're great but i will say like 
a really good analogy that I love is looking at an ice cream sundae and comparing it to a healthy relationship. So the sundae, the actual ice cream is like the foundation. It's the base of the ice cream. It's like the emotional stuff, the friendship layer. And then when you add on like the whipped cream, like physical attraction, that's like the next little spot. And then like the cherry on top is actually like sex and physical intimacy and all that. Because I think the thing is realizing that the relationship shouldn't have to rely on the physical in order for it to be a healthy relationship. Because I mean, things happen. I've, I've had to hold off from having sex before and I freak out cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, is this person going to hate me and not want to be with me because I can't give them that. And then that anxiety and that stress around it and that uncertainty, that's super unhealthy. And so I think that's a really good, just like baseline of how I personally believe a healthy relationship can be built. And it's definitely different from how society plays out to be. Oh, hundred percent. Cause nowadays it's very much like you go on one hinge date and like, that's the expectation. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I buy you dinner, $15 dinner. Now give me sex. Right. And like for me, it wasn't something that I necessarily cared about until I cared about it because I think it's so important to build that foundation of friendship first. And that's something that I've been really, really kind of strict on like almost to the point where like I've literally put like a lot of people just in the friend zone <laughs> because I <laughs> and maybe that's just like me like I don't want to get hurt again kind of thing yeah um Thank you to Apostrophe for sponsoring this episode. Have you ever woken up to a new acne breakout at the worst time? I know I have. Whether it's right before a job interview, a big date, a wedding. I remember one time I was supposed to go to this like big dance event. I don't know if it was prom at one of those like college formal things. And I woke up to just the worst breakout. And I feel like it always happens at the most inconvenient time. But regardless of when it happens, it happens and it happens to all of us. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. Through Apostrophe, you get access to both oral and topical medications that use clinically proven ingredients to help clear acne. All you have to do is fill out an online consultation. It's super simple, super easy about your skin goals and your medical history. Snap a few selfies and a dermatology provider will create your customized treatment plan. Apostrophe offers access to prescription treatments for all skin types from hormonal to facial and even body acne. The overall experience is super fun. It's super low-key, non-invasive. You literally don't even have to leave your house. It's a very accessible way to get in touch with an expert dermatology team that can help you achieve your skin goals. I have a very special deal for 8020 listeners. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash 8020 when you use code 8020. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available for you. To get started, go to apostrophe.com slash 8020 click get started then use code 8020 at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only five dollars thank you to apostrophe for sponsoring this episode but i think it's super important to you know make sure that you're obviously protecting your energy and yourself and i want to kind of go back to self-esteem because i think this is a really really big component of people putting themselves out there physically and then getting their heart broken because of low self-esteem. So can you talk Mm. a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So I remember, I mean, oh my gosh, there's so much that 
that goes into this. I think the first time I realized that that was a big factor was when I was actually reflecting on my just past relationship history. I remember I went through, I was like, just going through every person that I'd ever been with or dated. And I was like, what happened? What worked? What didn't work? What was good, bad, all this stuff. And I figured out the common theme of it all is I was seeking a lot of validation and a lot of just security from someone. The main thing was the validation though. I think it goes back to like childhood stuff and a lot of, I mean, there's a reason why people joke about having daddy issues. I mean, it's so real. Just going to the root of your childhood and figuring out, okay, why is there this underlying insecurity or why is there this underlying feeling of loneliness or fear of abandonment, all sorts of things. I think that's a really great place to start and working on yourself is going to allow you to have a healthier relationship with other people because you're going to have a healthier relationship with yourself. But with the whole self-esteem thing, I think I genuinely was seeking people and guys to tell me that I was hot, that I was beautiful, that I was enough because I didn't believe that about myself. So I was trying to have someone else tell me that. And as a result, I was definitely doing things that were making me feel worse. Yeah, I find that so relatable. I went through a situation we can talk about this off the mic because I'm so not ready for like the world to know eventually they will. But, um, I went through a situation where I just similar, very, very similar to you. Like I was just seeking validation in someone else and just kind of like made the hookup, like, you know, the late night phone call, like the one source of, you know, my confidence or my, you know, mm. a self-esteem boost. And it never, it never lasts very long. I mean, even in the relationship where I started in college, I mean, it started out as a hookup. And I will say the entire relationship, I felt insecure in who I was because I knew that I knew that, I mean, the person didn't really want to date me at first. So like the whole time I just knew in the back of my head, I was like, is this about sex? Is this the only reason they're with me? And so I think that's where it gets so wishy-washy and Maybe it is more, I mean, I'm sure it was more than other, other than just physical. I mean, we're together for like four years, but I think it is like protecting yourself to a sense by holding off from immediately giving that person your all. What would you say to someone who is currently participating in hookup culture? Cause I never want someone to listen to this and feel like they're, you know, like less than or yeah. making, you know, big mistakes or something. Like I'm obviously just speaking from experience. You're speaking from experience and it's now for me, it's such a deep seated feeling that like the next time that I open myself up physically, like it's going to have to be pretty legit because Mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm not messing around anymore, quite literally. And so for someone who's in a place where they're like, I know what I'm doing just isn't making me feel good. What would you say to them? I think it's getting real with yourself and coming from a non-judgmental place. Cause like you're saying, it's, I think sometimes when people talk about waiting to have sex before marriage or not participating in hookup culture, all this stuff, it can feel really condescending and really cause guilt to happen. And I think that's the last thing I want to make anyone feel like, because I've been in that position. And I will say, I think it's just asking yourself, why am I doing this? Genuinely asking yourself, why am I doing this? Getting so real with yourself about it, because I think a lot of times we make decisions subconsciously and a lot of factors go into the decisions we make. So just journal it, think about it, reflect on it. I think for me, I really found a lot of clarity in writing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about writing a little bit and how it's like therapeutic to some degree. Um, But I really, really found 
clarity when I started writing about just like all my past experiences and things that went well, things that didn't go so well, you know, why I was doing some things that I was doing. And for me, that kind of like helped in my decision to just like really put a priority on being friends with people first. So I would definitely agree that like writing is huge. Yeah. And end of the day, I mean, it's such a personal decision. No one can make you or someone else not do something like I can't sit there and tell someone don't have sex because it's bad for you. It's that person's decision in the day. And so it is really looking at yourself and your relationship with yourself and just being like, is this good for me? Is this making me feel like my best self? That's a question I always ask. Oh, I love that. Is this making me feel like my best self? I love that. In the long term, I think that's adding in the long term because Mm -hmm. in the short term, yeah, it's great. It's fun. In the long term. Oh yeah, you're like, yeah, this, this, I am feeling like my best self. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. But then like two days later, he's not texting you back and you're like, that's part of it too is like the pressure. Yeah. You know, it's like, say you go on a date with someone and then, you know, or say, you know, even you're just like, Hey, come over to my house. Like, let's hang out. You guys hang out. You know, you decide to be physical, which is, you know, all up to personal, personal decisions. But then kind of the, the aftermath, I think is more of like what I have to protect myself from because like, yeah. that's when I like hurt my, my own feelings and like break my own heart because I, you know, think that this person wants more from me, but really they just like, they don't, you know, like that's it you know, you guys hung out one time, that's it. And then deciding that I don't want to have to deal with the overthinking, the, um, I guess just like the, you know, the whole like emotional aftermath with this person because they're not texting me back or Snapchat, Snapchatting. That was the craziest (laughs) thing. I'm like, why am I, or like, he left me on red. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, he left me on open. How dare he? And it's literally just like a picture (laughs) of my face. Like, and no, but it's crazy. Like how I think about myself like a year ago, like how attached I was to literally a phone or like just even getting the notification from, you know, saying like, oh, so-and-so Snapchatted you, the little like, da-da-da, that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, Snapchat puts out. Just seeing that notification was like such a, like a gratification yeah for me and I ended up deleting Snapchat I haven't had it in oh, like really? eight or nine months yeah and um just because I was like okay I need to like detach from Snapchat and like that's a, a source of um like a sense of validation yeah via Snapchat like what's up with that you know yeah I mean that's a whole other conversation validation from social media is such a real thing This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. If you're anything like me, being in your 20s means that life is definitely uncertain sometimes and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you've listened to one episode or a hundred episodes of this podcast, I'm in a different place in my life whenever I record. And one thing that's been such a staple for me and keeping me grounded throughout all the craziness that is my 20s is going to therapy. Whether you're dealing with tough decisions around your career, around your relationships, or really anything, therapy helps you to stay connected to what you really want while you navigate your life. I've personally felt like I've benefited from therapy because I've learned how to trust myself better and then when I know that I can trust myself I can make better decisions and I just really get more clarity so whether it's learning positive coping skills or learning how to set boundaries therapies helped me to feel more empowered to be the best version of myself and therapy isn't something just for people who have experienced like major traumas or anything like that so if you're thinking of starting therapy give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire get matched with a licensed therapist and you can actually switch therapists at any time for no additional charge let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 8020 today to get 10 
10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash 8020. I also want to add like kind of some background too on my decision-making process of getting out of hookup culture. And also, I mean, this is like a whole other kind of thing, but I did decide to stop having sex in my relationship before I got married and I was like convicted of it. And I'm a Christian. And so something that I believe is that God created sex and it wasn't created for us to just like go and have sex with anyone we want to have sex with. Because in the day, like I believe like God tells us to wait because he wants to protect us as his kids. So that was something I was convicted of and it was tough for me to stop having sex. But I will say like when I stopped, it allowed my relationship to grow in a way it's never grown before. Can you elaborate on that? Because I actually wanted to ask you, like, do you feel a difference in your in your relationship before marriage versus after marriage? Oh my gosh. So yeah, it's, it's such a big difference. Like when we stopped, I'm not going to lie. It was really tough. It was really hard because like I'd, I'd literally been having sex since I was like 15 years old. Like it was in every relationship of mine. So it was like, oh my gosh, wait, there's no sex in my relationship. Is this relationship going to fail? Is he still going to love me? You know, all those lies and worries and everything was just running through my head. Even though I, I mean, me and John were on the same page about it. Cause I told him, I was like, Hey, <laughs> this is clearly from God. He wants us to wait. And I don't really know like the full gist of it, but let's do it. Or I want to do it. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So when we, we waited until we got married and basically like what what is it's so cool it's hard to explain it but it feels like now when we have sex like it's just so right there's so much security in it I don't feel like I'm having to prove myself to someone it's just so much love and we're literally becoming one which is super super cool it's God's design and it it's just hard to explain I feel like you just have to like do it yourself (laughs) but it just feels there's so much peace to it like I'm not worried like I used to be so worried which is really cool. Yeah, I would imagine it just takes that anxiety piece or the guilt out of it yeah. or the wondering or like the wishing or I don't know, just like all the the things that come with within hookup culture. It's quite literally that, you know, it's like, you know, you do it once and then you're done. And something else that I've really noticed, this is huge, is you sue it was like, oh my gosh, I have to be the best at this. <laughs> he keeps, he thinks I'm like the best at <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> yeah proving yeah. myself quite We're, literally proving yourself yeah. now it's literally like oh my gosh we just love each other and there's none of this weird competition or like just I guess it's scarcity mindset a little bit of just being like oh my gosh if this isn't good or if he doesn't like me then it's over like there's no fear yeah. in it which has been really cool yeah. too that's a very real thing too like not like worrying about not being good at something yeah yeah. There's no more of that performance element. Ooh, yeah. Which is the really performance cool. Element. So what would you say to someone who is listening? Because I listened to your podcast with John um, where you guys like really, really opened up <laughs> about this. I listened, I, when did you guys post that? Like a couple months ago? Yeah, it was a couple months ago. That was like the first time I'd really shared. I asked you this off the mic, but I would love to hear you say it again, just for people, if you're open to it. Yeah. But just the feedback that you got from that episode, what was that like for you? It was amazing feedback. And honestly, I, on my podcast, I've slowly but steadily opened up more and more about my faith. I was really nervous too, because I was scared people were going to be mean to me or just say nasty stuff. I don't know. I, I don't know why I was so worried about it, but I've actually had such a great response. And I think because people don't want to talk about 
sex and specifically waiting till marriage has such a weird rep. I think people hear that and they go, oh, she's a crazy Christian. Yeah, well, even just, yeah, even hearing those words, like you think people come up with with a, a judgment yeah. for you. Yeah, I used to hear that and I was like, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> I am guilty of, this is actually so bad. There's like this, it's the BYU virginity club. There's like a joke about it or a meme or something. I mean, my friends like bought sweatshirts and I was like <laughs> making fun of them. Wow. Yeah. And then here I am. Then I'm here like, you are. I waited till marriage. <laughs> it's like a flip flop. But, but that kind of just goes to show like how you can be, you can just feel it so deeply and feel like, okay, well, this is something that I need. And you have to decide for yourself Yeah, because- no one else can tell you what to do or you can spend your whole life listening to people tell you what to do and of course you're going you're going to want to do the exact opposite it's, yeah that's a very natural reaction yeah exactly and i think just if anyone listening is like how do i know if i'm being convicted or if it's something else because i think conviction and shame are two different things and i believe the enemy tries to use guilt and shame to make us feel horrible about ourselves and hate ourselves and pull, pull us further from god so it is important to be like, okay, am I, is God convicting me of this? Which is like him telling us like a gentle parental reminder. Hey, this may not be the best option for you. Hey, maybe you should do this. You should do this instead. But like from a place of love versus a place of you are the scum of the earth because you slept with 10 people. Like that's not God. He would never say that yeah. to us. Yeah. So I had to kind of discern, is this from the enemy or is this from God? So when you... You posted that episode with John. The response was incredible. Yeah. What would you say to someone who is, maybe they've listened to your podcast or they're listening to this podcast and they're kind of feeling like, okay, this is something that I want to explore, but they're worried. Maybe they're currently in a relationship like you were. What would you say to them? Like, how do you even bring that, bring it up to your partner? That's a really tough question to navigate. I think first and foremost, if you believe in God, like the best thing that I always, the best advice I ever, ever, ever get for any decision-making thing is pray about it ask God what to do, what to say, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you. It is powerful. He will literally tell you what to do and make the best decision. But let's say you've done that or you're not a believer and you are still thinking about like waiting for marriage and you want to bring it up. The person that you're with should respect your boundaries. If they don't respect your boundaries, if they are giving you pushback and if they're being disrespectful, I think that's going to speak very strongly to their character deep down. So that could be a red flag. I completely agree. I think it's something that like, if the person that you're with isn't on the same page as you, that's definitely like a value alignment or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you need to explore. Like that in and of itself is like a whole different set of problems. Yeah. And I think it would show you why is this person in the relationship? Are they in it for the right reasons? Yeah. Plain and simple right there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to answer a couple questions from you guys, the listeners. How do you deal with right person, wrong timing? Oh my gosh. I could literally share my entire story with John to explain this question, but I will, I'll keep, I love you. You're like, I'll keep it skinny. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the skinny. I'll keep it skinny. I'll give you the skinny. So basically my, my husband, the guy I got married. <laughs> I'm like the guy got married. The guy. So my husband, you guys don't know what a husband is. Anyway. <laughs> So we've known each other for almost a decade, which is wild. He knew me when I had braces and, and brown hair, which is kind of scary. But anyways, he's known me for a very long time, but we didn't start dating until 2021. And our love story is very wild. It's always wrong time, same place, just 
honestly wrong time, wrong, wrong place actually. But when it was the right time, it was so clear and so evident. And if I just look back on our relationship and I'm like, if we had dated in college, it probably would not have worked out. I mean, we, the beauty, the beautiful thing when we started dating and going on dates and exploring if this was the right thing for us, we had grown so much as people and we were so aligned with how we saw life how we the goals that we had the values that we had we were mature and if I as a 17 year old had been with John when he was 17 I mean who knows so end of the day I think it's like trust God with the timing he will give you the perfect timing he knows how everything's gonna play out trust him with it and also just trust trust that gut feeling you have truly because if you feel like something's kind of off with it it probably is what would you say is let's say what like what's like your biggest red flag and then what's like your biggest like green flag oh green flag so easy like I love someone who is super passionate about something in life like so motivated that's it's extremely attractive to me and then a red flag for me is Mm, there are a lot of red flags, but I think one of the big ones is someone who talks really poorly about their exes. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I think we've all met those guys who are like, my ex was a psycho. She was the worst. I hated her. Well, and then automatically, (laughs) then automatically you're like, okay, well you probably made her that way. Like you probably made her crazy, you know? (laughs) Like Like, how will he talk about you? Right. Yeah, exactly. Cause then you're just going to fall into that category too. Yeah. Um, And also how he talks to his mom. Mm, That's probably my biggest one absolutely because that's how he's gonna talk to you down the line yeah that's how he treats the woman in his life absolutely what is the biggest confidence enhancing piece of advice that you have for someone who's struggling with self-worth this is a big thing i've recently started to do and i'd also love to hear your take on it too what you do for confidence so for me i'll identify the lie the limiting belief that's running through my head so for me i sometimes have stuff with my body come up like body image things and I'll write down whatever it is that I'm feeling, whether it's, I feel like my, I'm like fat or I feel whatever way. And then I'll write down a truth below it. So I'll prove that lie wrong. So for my body, for example, if I'm hating on my body, I'll write down everything I love about it, disproving that lie. So that's been something I've done recently that I have genuinely felt the most empowered I've felt in such a long time and so confident. For me, I would say probably just like giving myself grace and like not being so hard on myself. That's been a huge thing for me this summer and like kind of just like eating whatever I want, but like within reason, Mm. like that's been, you know, kind of, we talked about this today, like knowing that like, it's like you have a glass of wine, like, you know, you might feel a little bloated or, you know, Mm. whatever, but like knowing that like, you know, you can have a glass of wine and be okay. And like, you don't have to feel guilty about eating something after. I think that's been really big for me. Just like giving myself grace, I think has been like, which sounds kind of, I guess, counterintuitive, you know, cause you think like, oh, like if I'm my most confident self, I'm like on my workout grind and like hitting my, you know, protein goal and all this stuff. But like that never really worked for me you know it's freedom freedom yeah that's what it is yeah I feel that so deeply yeah okay last question for you we've talked about this a little bit throughout the conference weekend but I recently have definitely stepped back into my faith kind of like just returned to uh, I I was raised in the church and stuff but I just never 
I don't know, like, you know, you, you fall away in college. I feel like that's a very real thing. And I definitely want to start opening up more. And we talked about this at lunch today. I want to start opening up more about my faith on this podcast. Um, so be prepared for that, guys. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um, but thanks, Kelly, for the little little <laughs> Let's go. It's awesome. Um, but for someone who is looking to just kind of like explore more about their faith or maybe step back into it, what's one resource that has been really, really helpful for you in the journey of kind of coming back to your faith? Oh my gosh, this devotional, Sadie Robertson's Live on Purpose. That was the first thing I got when I was getting back into my faith. And it, the kind of the topics of it are fear and anxiety. And oh my gosh, that thing is straight heat. So definitely a great starting place. Awesome. Well, thank you, Callie, so much for joining me today. This has been such a cool conversation, one that I know so many people will find just so helpful and so impactful. Um, go ahead and plug your podcast, your socials, your studio, all those things. <laughs> all the links. All the things. Thanks for having me again. This is, oh my gosh, it's been such a treat. I love it. So, so fun. It. Like recording in person is the best thing ever. The energy is just different. Oh, so much better. Um, anyways, you guys definitely connect with me. DM me any questions. I'm an open book. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you and be your friend. My Instagram, my main Instagram account is I'm sweaty and I know it. My podcast is healthy, but human. You can listen to it everywhere. And then my Pilates studio is sweaty studio. I also have YouTube workouts too, that are free and it's under Callie Jardine. So lots of different places, but I'm everywhere. Thanks, Callie. <laughs>